This episode of We Hate Anime is brought to you by our wonderful patrons over on Patreon. Special thanks to Nicole Carter, Kev Online, Vinegara, Katarasic, and Gachi. Without them, this podcast wouldn't be what it is, and we thank you sincerely. Join us over on Patreon today for as little as $1 a month if you can spare. And without further ado, on to the episode. You know, I actually, I had an intro for this episode because I was worried it was going to be boring, and I I don't even need to run that intro anymore. Hello and welcome to the We Hate Anime Podcast. <laughs> Hello and oh. welcome to the We Hate Anime Podcast, <laughs> uh, the only podcast where Moth gets to do what he wants and doesn't record an episode about anime. Uh, what are we talking me? about? We did watch an anime, right, Doku? Yeah, we watched, uh, so, let's, uh, uh, here. Well, no, let me, let me introduce you guys, all right? Right, right? Yeah. Sure. So, uh, reporting from the Ukraine, we got Titty. Hello, yeah, my neighbors are getting shelled, it's pretty shitty. How are you doing? You know, you know, the funniest thing I think I saw was a post from some dude in Germany. He's like, just, just so that everyone's clear, for World War III, you want us, Germany, to march through Poland and fight Russians. <laughs> That's good. No, we don't. Actually, we don't. <laughs> oh, so then, uh, so with us, uh, as always, the person this episode is about, the soon-to-be father, uh, Sudoku. It's me. I'm here. It's him. Uh, and actually, I let this happen. You let this happen. <laughs> and then, and then uh, for the first time ever, we're actually bringing our editor along because he has a better audio recording setup than the rest of us. So everybody, give it up for Lardo. Hello. Yeah. And uh, with that being said, um, I feel like I I feel like I have PTSD now. So we watched uh, Dragon Ball Z Dead Zone. Uh, Tid, what did you think of Dragon Ball Z Dead Zone? Uh, it's a forty-minute special episode, and calling it a movie is an overestimation. And quite honestly, I don't know why you made me do this. It fucking sucks. It was boring. Dead why are we even here? Dead Zone's fun. Okay. It, has, it has some good uh, like Jackie Chan like moments. All right. All right, all right. So it all actually. This isn't a um, joke. Tin and I actually did watch Dead Zone. Yeah, we did. It's <laughs> <laughs> great because the movie we just got done watching is The Life Zone. Ma, yeah. The plan was uh, we were going to agree to watch Life Zone, and then instead of watching Life Zone, we were just going to watch Dragon Ball Z Dead Zone, and not tell you until we recorded. Yeah, and then you had that- to buy the movie, so we're like, "Fuck, we can't okay, do so- it now." So here's the actual story. Um, so like a few weeks ago, I woke up from a fever dream and I was like, holy crap. I remember like a saw fundy anti-abortion movie. Uh, and I went to like seven or eight discords. I was like, Hey guys, do you remember like a fundy Christian movie, late two thousands, early 2010s, uh, about a bunch of women who are forced to have like pregnancies against their will by a bunch of like psychotic OBGYNs. And honestly, that seems like a pretty good descriptor for a movie. And nobody knew what it was called. Like, absolutely no one. They're like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, I, I swear I'm not crazy here. <laughs> and uh, Mike, out of nowhere, Mike is like, oh, yeah, you mean the life zone. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, you, what? You may like, take Mike out of the South, but you can't take the South out of, south of Mike. <laughs> well, that, that's the thing. So, like, the reason Mike's not on this episode is I explicitly asked him not to be on it because he'd already seen the movie. Um <laughs> But, like, just out of nowhere, he's like, oh, yeah, you're talking about the life zone. And I'm like, how did you know that? And he's like, oh, yeah, no, I went through my, like, Reddit atheist phase. And uh, I guess that's, like, a really popular kicking bag movie for atheists. And I kind of see why. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's rough. 
Um, so yeah, so I was looking for it and I spent like a week looking for it legally or like illegally. So like I checked torrents, I checked streaming sites. Uh, it's not even on, like I can't even buy it on Amazon Prime Video or anything. At like, some point during the process, me. Moth had just an entire breakdown in the Discord server. Just like, I can't find this movie. This is the lost treasure of film. <laughs> this is the lost treasure of Christian media. <laughs> And, uh, and, and so finally, uh, I just went on eBay and I found one copy, just one on like, I, I, I think I went to like uh, silk road or whatever that one that artists use is called, uh, Macaroo or something. Big Sif? Mercari. Uh, I went to like Mercari. I went to Amazon. I eventually I just had to go to eBay and it was like one copy of the movie for like $5 and 27 cents. It costs more to ship it than it did for the movie. You know, I could probably make a one hour trip to Maurice's in Oklahoma City and find it there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but with the cost of gas right now, you would have spent more money than I did. That's true. The, the fucked up thing is that me and Doc were like fully set to just ignore Moff here and watch Dead Zone instead, but the fucking pains this man went through to get this shitty escape made, made me think, well, I, I would feel bad if he just went through this for nothing. Like, let, let's to, suffer with him. He has a crawl was, through glass. You don't want to spit in the wounds while you're at it. Yeah. It's like that scene from Heavy Rain where you just have to like force the dad to crawl through stuff. So you were <laughs> desperately trying to get someone else to record this podcast with you. Dude, I was you none of you were doing it. And so I was I was literally like contacting everybody I knew. Like I was t contacting like technical Dave. Uh, I was contacting like Sir Artwork. I was contacting everybody, like trying to get somebody else to record this episode with me. So Honestly. I so I was like, okay, fine. If you can get Egg or Tid to do it with you, I will also do it. And then when I sent that message, I then sent Mike a message saying I have a plan to bamboozle him off. <laughs> <laughs> no, everyone was not, not like against doing this movie, but everyone expected like, oh, this movie is, is just gonna suck. It's just gonna be like a boring thing that nobody cares about. Yeah, um, yeah, that, that, that's the fucked up thing. Like, I expected this movie to be fully boring and just, you know, 80 minutes of nothing. But it turns out it was actually a more enjoyable world than the fucking Dead Zone, which is boring <laughs> when <where> nothing happens. <laughs> Although, like, you know how I would describe this movie? Um, this movie, so, like, the total runtime, I think, is 77 minutes, not counting the credits. This would be like if you watched a train, just, like, you, you thought you were watching a video about, like, just trains driving across, like, just railroads. And then in the very last two minutes, the train just smashes into a toddler on a trike. Like... I have never been kicked so hard in the kneecaps by an ending in my life. And we'll, we'll talk Nothing about it. Nothing happens episodes. for most of this movie, and then you accidentally skipped ahead five seconds, and someone had a fetus sign on their belly. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> my Genuinely, like, the first, like, ten minutes of this movie is a woman, like, walking through an eight-foot-long room with a ton of, like, dollar store Mary dolls just all around the floor. Mother Mary, it's... it's <laughs> I just this whole movie probably cost like a total of twelve thousand dollars to make. I, I just and it, this is the thing we talked about this like I, I at some point I was like okay we're just watching and, and we'll talk we'll, we'll dissect this whole movie but it's like we're just watching this like sequence and another sequence and another sequence. I'm gonna skip ahead and VLC jumps like by like five seconds. Yeah. I jump five seconds and it goes from like this random anti-abortion interview to this woman like laughing hysterically while eating shit out of a jar with a sign on her stomach that says fetus. We have a smiley face. Um, <laughs> so I think we need to talk about this production company. No, oh, for sure. Uh, before we do that, though, Moth, you said that that the movie cost like twelve thousand dollars. Didn't it? Wasn't it like Doku who said that it was actually like over a million? 
Yeah, it's one. Po- it? The budget was one point five million. They spent all that. Go? They spent and, all that and, money and, on food and nothing else. Halfway through, the editor just gave up and just hit like the default fade transition on every single scene. No, they just spent all that money on that one dude who's won like two Oscars. Yeah, and really <laughs> wanted the eggs. They just. <laughs> they, they, okay, so you know this is this is a typical fundamental Christian movie, uh, and, and the first thing I'm going to say is this this this. Us reviewing this movie is not an attack against Christians. It um, is. It everybody, is. everybody on the podcast. Knows I'm going to Moth. kill God. <laughs> <laughs> um, every, everybody, like everybody who's a longtime listener of this podcast, Attacking knows who I am. Throne God. And and there are actually a lot of really good Christian movies out there that you can watch. Uh, Major Pain, Fireproof. Uh, Fireproof Army is God. not a good one. Veggie Tales, okay. Save Christmas. Yeah, Veggie Tales, like okay, you know, Veggie Tales owns. There's some, I don't fucking know. There's some legitimately good like Christian media out there. Like, you know, this this is not one of them. They're, the reason <laughs> I picked this movie is because it is not one of them. Xenogears, the Bible, <laughs> <laughs> Evangelion. This movie is like one of those like. You know, really bad YouTube movie reviewers who are just like, I owned this de- this Christian debate movie. You know, just like constantly just like saying the same arguments over and over. Except this movie isn't even a good target for that because it goes so off the wall insane halfway through that it like thwarts its own point over and over again. It thwarts its own point twenty times, and so it has to fall back on. Oh no, this is hell. <laughs> wait, wait you, you can't give away the plot of the movie. That could have been a uh, metaphorical uh, thing. You're the one who gave it away. Yeah, that was you. Um, so this production company called Justice for All. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know that was the name. It was, it was, yeah. Yeah, it's called Justice for All, and then they literally did a movie called Blue Lives Matter. In 2017, they made a movie called Blue Lives Matter. They are not big. How did this movie cost $1.2 million to make? They must have offered... Cobra Kai dude one million dollars for his like five minutes on screen where he's just screaming at pregnant women they just bought the world's most they expensive for that. they had the lead Cobra Kai teacher from the original Karate Kid as a character in this movie yeah and apparently he is an Academy Award winner um, yeah. which is always like it's always weird to me when you look at like the list of Academy Award winners you're like oh Nicolas Cage what yeah Nicolas Cage won an Academy Award yeah. well you know what he honestly I was talking about I, was I mean he's a good actor I like well, no, I was talking to my wife about it last night. Like, I would honestly say, and I, I'm not super fond of Nick Cage. Like, I'm not. I, I haven't had to like watch every single one of his movies. Like, yeah. he is probably the most accomplished actor of all time. The dude just likes acting. Dude, like Willy's Wonderland. Movie. The dude just loves movies. Yeah. Honestly, Nick Cage sold Willy's Wonderland. Yeah, what absolutely. The fuck is Willy's Wonderland. You've never seen Willy's dude. You would love Willy's Wonderland. Dude, oh my god. No, no, no. No, no, okay. I, I know this is about the Christian abortion movie. Sudoku, I have got to get you to watch Willy's Wonderland. I, knowing you, you will love that movie. It is so fun. It's connected. Uh, Willy needs to be in Wonderland before he can get an abortion movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's part of the... Gosh dang it. That was the wittiest thing ever, and I did not expect it from you. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Fuck off! Well, it was like it was like a bunch of like English puns, and I I don't know. Wow, camera! Do you think I do not speak English? Wow! <laughs> I do not just speak the. You English. think we have no education in Netherlands? Huh? I like how you switched to Italian. <laughs> you only speak Hebrew. As we all know. It's funny that we talk about Willy's Wonderland, because the entire time, it's, a, it's like a pregnancy movie, and for some reason, the entire time, I just kept thinking of the time Rox, uh, 
that moth just posted Roxanne Wolf images in the Discord. <laughs> I just kept thinking, call me Purple Guy, because I'm about to put a child inside that suit the entire movie. <laughs> so, um, yeah, this 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 movie is something special. I okay. So so here's the premise. All right. So three women all went to get abortions, and while they were under anesthesia, they straight up kidnapped them. And, and what's so interesting about this movie is as the movie goes on, it, it doesn't make sense until the very end. Everyone is aware that these women have been kidnapped. Like, the federal government is aware. Their families are aware. Like, everybody is aware these women have been kidnapped and are being held. And, like, the, the most gumshoe detective could just call Panera Bread and find out where these women are. Because that whole movie is just women eating sandwiches. It, I, I, it, barefoot women in nightgowns eating sandwiches. This is like the writer's barely disguised They're all fetish. eating veggie sandwiches because it's very important that this is a vegan movie. Is yeah, it a vegan movie or are you just making stuff up? I'm not making stuff up. So there was a scene near the beginning of the, 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 the movie uh, with the where they all have that nightmare with uh, Yeah, yeah. With there's Nazi a bunch of symbolism. meat processing. Yeah. It yeah. uh, has all that meat processing stuff. Did you see them eat a single piece of meat in this whole movie? The no. eggs. They are like the eggs. Eggs, yeah. Yeah, they eggs. ate a bunch of eggs. Okay. There was an entire scene where that guy ate a thing. Also, real quick, you said that nightmare scene was at the beginning of the movie. That was like mid to late movie. It's just that nothing yeah, that was happened like, at the beginning. I'm going insane. <laughs> nothing so, happened so, at the beginning. So this is this is the premise of this movie. It was actually like bordering on M. Night Shyamalan level. You, you would have a sequence where the women argued about the viability of a fetus. And then you'd switch to a bunch of, like, just audio that they grabbed off, like, video that they grabbed off YouTube of people arguing about abortion. And then they would then immediately jump back to, like, 15 minutes. And I was, I was telling them while we were watching this, there's, like, this weird subgenre. And, uh, Titty, have you ever been to, like, an internet cafe in Poland that was, like, yeah, run yeah, by... Yeah, well, when I was a teenager, absolutely. Okay, okay. Uh, if, if you ever get the chance again, I don't know if it's still like this, but it was, like, this 10 years ago. Uh, go into one that's run by an African immigrant, and I'm being dead serious here. Like th th this was super popular in Germany. Go to one that's run by like an African immigrant, and they will have a selection of DVDs on the shelf that are just like you know, um, Big Love Brother 14, and so and it sounds like porn, but it's not. It, it's just like these movies that are filmed by these like tiny companies in Johannesburg, Africa, where they just like rent out a favela for a weekend, and then they just have like their wives play tennis, and they waste the entire budget on their wives playing tennis. Um, that's what this movie feels like. I'll be honest, when it comes to internet cafes in Poland, one, they're the fuck, fucking defunct because we have affordable in for internet and it's not needed anymore. And two, whenever you went to one, there were, it was just a computer with StarCraft and Counter-Strike installed, and that was it. There wasn't even any internet, it was just a fucking one party. R slash male living space. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so this, this whole movie is sequences where women argue about the viability of pregnancy, uh, switch to a weird flashback every so often and then like switch to just like CNN level debates and the funny thing is they weren't even accurate debates because like nobody interrupted each other once yeah. there, Wait, was that, there was also that one debate where it was just like these two people agree it's like yeah abortion's fine and then they were like yeah it's totally fine there's nothing the picture here and, and, like, and, and no the funniest part about that is that immediately after that debate where they both agree with each other you have the main bad guy just just say to the main cast why aren't you getting it why do you still believe these things as if like anything was said even though well, and, both the people on screen agreed with the opposite and also, i think i the two best parts about it though is the mm -hmm. one right after that scene happens the the main doctor woman cuz there's a cast of about 5 characters in total 
The main doctor woman looks at the camera and says, we promised you we'd show you both sides of the debate. And, like, I, I just... <laughs> so I think and, and then on top of that, the movie doesn't end with a good message. Like we'll, we'll get to the ending later, but like at no point does anybody really become convinced or change their mind. They're just forced to deliver babies. Okay, I think we need to go through a synopsis of this movie, and then at mm-hmm. the end, I'm, I'm talk trying about, and I'm failing. Talk about our favorite scene, and then <laughs> our favorite line. We all know what our favorite line. We is. all know what it is. <laughs> It's not even a question. No, we we all watched this movie. What was it? Ten minutes ago? Twenty minutes ago? In Discord. I don't in the distant past. We have an episode notes channel that's just like oh, uh, post stuff that you want to talk about. As soon as that came up, there were like multiple of us just posted the line. It was so perfect. <laughs> it just. Holy I have to admit, I admire a movie that just tells women that they don't shouldn't speak unless spoken to like five times. <laughs> he said it five times, <laughs> and he was treated as the moral high ground of the movie. Yeah, that's yeah. A bit, well, that, like so, so something, and and we really need to get to the end of this movie so we can just break it down because I've never been whiplashed so hard in my life. Um, so this dude has been an impertinent dick the entire movie, like. Mm-hmm. He is just, he was a dick to these women, and it didn't make sense. I'm like, why is this guy the good guy? And then you find out that he uh, is on, but not literally the, the opposite of a good guy. Well, yeah, we're, not, we're not the end yet. Um, are we going to talk about Joker's poltergeist? We'll, we'll talk about Joker's poltergeist in a minute. Um, so the whole movie, nothing fucking happens, except, so, there, so there's these two girls that are like, you basically immediately are like, oh yeah, abortion's bad. What am I, what was I doing? What, what yeah, that's a terrible idea. Uh, and then there's one that was like, wait, hold on. Uh, abortion's like, okay, bruh. Um, oh, bruh, it's fine, bruh. And then, that, that's that's whole whole arc, the whole movie. Well, she's just well, like, well let's, let's talk about why she was okay with abortion. She was okay with abortion because she got pregnant and her boyfriend left her for getting pregnant with his kid. No, 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 no. You're thinking of the doctor. Right, right now, Sudoku's no. talking about no, the... No, 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 no. The doctor could not get pregnant, so her husband left her for a younger, uh, for a younger woman. Dude, Dude okay, I say this in the moment. most respectful way possible. All these women look the exact same. I cannot tell the difference <laughs> between them. No, 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 no. You had, you had two types of women. You had pouty face brunette. And blonde. And you had way too much makeup blonde. Way too much makeup blonde. I got I got confused so many times because they all look the exact same. Like, they'll have flashbacks, but they'll look the exact same as they always do. With, with like, maybe slightly different clothes. And that's another thing. Well, they all wear the exact same clothes, except for the doctor, so that's even more confusing. The yeah, they're movie, all wearing nightgowns. Yeah, true. It, it was just like... For seven months. It was, uh... It was so hard to keep track of the movie because it would just be like despite it all taking place in a single room it was just like so much repeating of the exact same things like the exact same talking points that at some point it's just like i don't know what's going on i just like the misogyny <laughs> i honestly there was a lot of padding in this movie i think the the total movie runtime is 77 minutes and if you really got down to brass tacks, this could be like a 48-minute Hallmark special. Mm-hmm. It where like could you have be, three commercial breaks. You could just take the last like five minutes of the movie. So it would be a better experience, honestly. <laughs> are, are, well, no. like Honestly, I, I've never been kneecapped by a twist so hard in my life. And I'm not kidding. 
It just, it comes out of nowhere. It makes zero sense. It doesn't, like... It, so, the it, end it of the is, movie, uh, all yeah, three women go into labor at the same exact time. Yeah, the same moment. Which uh, I want to say, freaking... I called that previously in the movie. Like, midway through, they were talking about how, like... So, one of these women had, like... They, like, almost died, and they started getting interrogated by the higher-ups. Just like, was this an abortion attempt? Was this an abortion attempt? And they yeah, because she jumped off a stepladder. Yeah, and that started being like a plot line, like, oh, are they actually trying to kill themselves? And I said, like, mid-movie, oh, they just got to coordinate their births happen at the same time. They can't get all of them at once. <laughs> and then it happened. And they do. And then like they did. Nugget. I think, I, I, I just, all right, all right. So let's, let's, okay. let's talk about Jigsaw real quick here, real fast. Yeah. So... The, there's five characters in the movie. There's three women who are forced to be pregnant against their will and are in no situation to have miscarriages. Because, like, the, the room is basically... They have a small hospital room and they have a kitchen and there's no bathroom at any point in the movie. Like, it, I, that was freaking me out. Um, they're told if they try to leave the facility, uh, they'll get ten feet out and a neurotoxin in their brain will kill them. So, hey, you know, save the baby's life, not the mother's. Uh, they, well, no, they get it told, won't like, kill they them. They'll, they'll, um... they'll just knock them out. Yeah, not yeah but out. they said that they're out in the freezing cold, so if they well, get yeah, they knocked said that, out, they're just going to freeze to death. No, they said that they would go get them and bring them yeah. back. So Bring them being, back from the snow. They're yeah. being held by Mr. Lotion, I think was his name. Lation. <laughs> Lation. Mr. Lation. Um, so they're being held by Mr. Lation against their will, and Mr. Lation is just, like, jigsawing it. He's he's sitting at a desk. He's got, like, the freaking theme from Willy Wonka's tunnel going behind him. <laughs> and... It, it, you know, you got this woman, she's an OBGYN, she's like, I am here to make sure you guys don't make the mistake of having an abortion. And her whole thing is empty, uh, empty carton syndrome, where she waited too long to have a kid, and her parents basically disowned her. They're like, you, of course you can't have a kid, you're 40, what good are you as a daughter? And she's like an accomplished, board-certified OBGYN of 30 years. Yeah, her you dad just goes, I always wanted a grandchild, how could you do this to me? How can you say this isn't your fault? I never saw you exercise, and I just could feel more perking up in this moment. <laughs> One day, the daughter just woke up, and the parents just went, I can sense menopause in you. I'm so disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> to be yeah, fair, so, so, that was the most moth core scene I've ever seen. Yeah, moth was on the verge of a lot of things this entire movie. If they it did introduce the bathroom like he asked, it would have been too much. They couldn't cater to There's everything. There's a point where you got, like, barefoot pregnant women in nightgowns. It was over for me. <laughs> yeah. You say, you, you say verge, I would say edge. Yeah. I, I do think it's important, by the way. We keep calling him Jigsaw. This movie is definitely, like, Saw in nature. Like, they stay in, like, one room. Didn't it come out, like, around Saw 6? So? Yeah, like, 2011. Yeah. So. I, I think my favorite thing is on the box that I have right here. Uh, there's a quote that says, like, all great horror films, it has a shocking twist. And you know what? You know what? Yeah, it does. Because we were trying to figure out the entire time how Jigsaw was a good guy. It, it, all right, let's because we're, we're even talking about. Okay, what was it? No, yeah. we're not yet. We're not. We're not there quite yet. So, okay, so the okay. three women they're giving birth. Uh, two of them they give their, their they they give birth mm -hmm. uh, to to healthy babies. I don't think we ever get a gender, but as Christians, a problem. No, no, boys. no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, they're they're both boys because okay. uh because both girls are like oh we brought a boy into this world yay patriarchy. Let's go. <laughs> Uh, so, and then the third one, the one that was, uh, on, on the fence about abortion, has, has twins. twins. Yeah. And, uh, she has, has the died. most pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. 
Literally. That's why she's the most against it. <laughs> she has twins, and then there, and then it cuts to a shot of the two, the three women in their beds. Uh, the two women, who, and two of them are happy mothers. Two of them happy. One of them is the the, the third one is just laying in the bed, uh, holding her stomach, talking about how much pain she's in, and how much she hates her babies. Yes. And then the yeah. doctor comes over. Puts like a vial of blood on uh, the nightstand next to her, and she's like, "Which is the most realistic looking blood I've ever seen." In a it, movie. Yeah, it was it actually. Pro- it, it probably is just blood. Like it's not that hard to get a blood sample from somewhere. Um, I have a whole cabinet. That's weird. <laughs> so <laughs> she lays down on the bed. And I was like, "This is impossible. This can't happen." This is impossible. She says that like four times. Yeah, no, no. The the lady goes, "What isn't?" And she just responds, "You can't." (laughs) And then, and then she says, "You're pregnant." After just giving birth, (laughs) she is the world's most pregnant woman. (laughs) Just gave birth to a twist and got knocked up again. What a fucking slut! All of us are like wondering if this is an immaculate conception reference. Like at this point, yeah, it's it's not. No. Um, and then she's, uh, the woman is like, how could that have happened? I just gave birth. And then Miss Delation <laughs> goes up on the screen and is like, yes, it is impossible. But it's possible in hell. In hell. <laughs> and, and, and then and the, the two other is... ladies turn their heads immediately to the doctor like, and the anti-baby yeah. lady. Just like... Oh, and there's a stinger in, in sound. perfect exorcist appearance too, like the perfect exorcist head twist and everything. That was like the yeah. best acted moment in the movie. <laughs> and then as in later, they're fucking gone and all the crosses are reversed, and it's the Peter Scrolls. Oh, we'll, we'll talk about that in a second. But uh, and then and then like this is this was delivered as if it was a high school stage production. The doctor lady looks at the camera and goes, "I committed suicide," and the the other woman's like. I died under amnesia in the abortion clinic. Anastasia, not amnesia, Yeah, she's like, I, I died at the abortion clinic. And then, like, the guy, it turns out he's Satan, which makes sense because the dude's been an irrevocable dick the entire movie. Is like, yes, hell for you is not being able to have a baby. And hell for you is always being pregnant. Yeah, he literally just said, you had menopause and committed suicide. You will always have to deliver this baby forever. <laughs> no, and yeah, honestly, she... I have never been, no joke, I have never been hit with a twist so hard in my entire life. Like, we were so bored out of our mind when it happened. I was just like, oh boy. She was the nostalgia doctor. She kept delivering <laughs> babies for hours so she didn't have to have one. <laughs> <laughs> No, genuinely, when you said that thing about, like, that lady's like, I committed suicide, I didn't even hear that. I was too busy laughing so hard. I yeah. genuinely lost, like, every sense of cohesion, because I just wasn't prepared for that. None of us were. I I just, holy crap, like, I, I'm a little bit sad that we ruined this for our audience, uh, like, our audience, but at the same time, like, I'm pretty sure I have the only copy left in existence. That's the thing, like, you can't talk about Destroy this movie. It. Without like bringing up the ending, because every other part of the movie is just like the most boring, boring thing imaginable. Without Dude, the end, those... without the ending, honestly, I don't even think this movie would be nearly as good. Dude, honestly, 
those 75 minutes like ended that two minute ending perfectly and it's so funny because i was expecting a hallmark ending where they all like mm. were like uh i guess i've decided to have a kid and then like the, the woman who didn't want the twins are like i'll give one to an adoption agency run by good christians and i'll let the doctor have the other one <laughs> like i honestly expected that to happen to be like okay see even if you don't want a kid it's still viable it's like nope kneecapped it's so funny because they spend spend the entire thing just saying like both sides of the debate this is a very important debate and at the end they're just like we have nothing left to debate you're in hell and die (laughs) (laughs) well and that's that's actually like the most you had an abortion the entire movie was the absolutionism yeah they don't look so like they don't actually uh talk like they don't actually bring up any real talking points from like any real pro-choice talking points no they do they they really like talking about the magical transformation from a fetus to a baby that's the only one they bring up it's the only one they they, uh you weren't listening but the the girl who's in hell actually she she hit a lot of the pro-choice points she does but the writer doesn't understand what those actually mean yeah so they're just like empty words that mean nothing. <laughs> yeah, she comes yeah. off as a like a bratty teenager mo- most of the time. But so uh, no, I, I just I want to, to say, that, uh, sorry, Bob, I just want to catch you up for a second. Even if there was this no kneecap ending, even if it a hallmark ending, what's fucked up is that we still enjoyed more than the dead. So. <laughs> so so real quick though, um, and I hate this. Whenever like especially Christian movies should know better. Like I get it if Hollywood makes this mistake, but like. Hallmark Christian movies shouldn't make this mistake. The Upside Down Crucifix is not actually satanic. It's in reference to Peter, who, uh, when Peter was sentenced to death, they were going to crucify him. And he didn't think he was worthy to die like Jesus. He was, he's like, I'm not worthy enough to die like Jesus. Can you crucify me upside down? I mean, a pentagram is a sign of protection, which unifies all five elements and is from Chinese alchemy. So yeah, Christians Wait, don't know shit. Yeah. I thought it was just the Star of David. No, Sarah David has six points. Fuck off, Moth. Wait, what? Sarah David no. and Pentagram are two different things, Moth. No, they're not, because in Trauma Center, you draw a Star of David to slow down time. I no, have a you buddy don't! Named David. He's pretty cool. <laughs> Star of David is two triangles. A Pentagram has five points. It's a different yes, thing. And you, and you draw a Star of David to save people's lives in Trauma Center. No, you draw a Pentagram is five pointed. Holy shit. Moth, Trauma Center is a Shin Megami Tensei game. You draw a Pentagram. <laughs> Wait, you, it's you, a Shin Megami Tensei game? Yes. You can't, you can't I thought draw it was made by Capcom because it just felt like Phoenix Wright. No, it's technically an SMT spinoff. You can't Wait, draw a Star yes. of David with a single stroke. What the fuck? It's an Atlas game. Of course, the, of course, Christianity discussions devolve into Shin Megami Tensei discussions. That's the <laughs> <an> natural order. <laughs> Oh gosh, yeah. So, so that actually drove me nuts. When like the girls disappeared, and you learned that they were demons all along, and that they had the upside down crucifixes. I'm like, come on, you know better. You know, I'm glad that this movie admits that Christians side with the, the devil. What? I'm glad they admitted to that. <laughs> what? Well, all, all pro-life tr- uh, arguments were also said that they are correct by the devil, and as is revealed at the end. So, therefore, their points are the same. Yeah. Therefore, you, you, this that, is a nice cult. You know, in order to get that twist, you pretty much did have to throw Christianity out the window. Like, yeah. Yeah. baby with the bathwater, literally. <laughs> I just... Oh my gosh, I... 
I, I, I honestly, you know, I, I was a little bit worried in the first 15 minutes of the movie while you're watching because I'm like, man, did I, did I, did I get a stinker? Did I just? I mean, like, this whole, that, whole that's day, what I expected. <laughs> this whole day, I've been dreading watching this movie because I was like, this is going to fucking suck. This episode is going to suck because this movie is not going to be fun. I joined yeah, on, on a complete whim. I was going to be editing a video instead of doing this, but I thought, oh, join. Why not? I hang out with my friends. And, and I am completely I rejuvenated. Most- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, okay, let's... Oh, gosh. Let's just talk about the favorite quote, because we keep forgetting. Okay, no, okay, okay so, so we're going to do favorite scene first, and then favorite line. Okay, so okay, there's two right, separate favorite things. Thing. Uh, I think we forgot to mention that throughout the entire movie... Like, very periodically, uh, the guy who now we know is Satan would just keep coming on and making fun of the women for and not... And verbally berating them. Yeah, and, and, and the main thing he would do was at the beginning, he got really angry and he would say, You do not speak. You only speak when spoken to, and I give permission. And he says this, like, three times. But and if you notice, he never says it to the to the two demons. He, he never... Oh, my God. Oh, I told me. Oh, my it's God. Oh, that's the depths of this movie. <laughs> Yeah, he never yells at the two demons. He only yells at the pregnant woman. And then he yells at the doctor for, like, failing to do her job in hell at one point. So, Lardo. Yes. What is your favorite scene? My favorite scene? Oh, that's a tough one. Because here's the thing. A lot of the movie did not work. (laughs) Didn't do anything. No shit. Take the ending sequence out of the movie. Yeah, okay. You cannot say that's your favorite. Ending sequence out of the movie, uh, not counting the line. The line, I'm going to save that. Uh, <laughs> but my absolute favorite scene, God, I thought it was just, like, the funniest thing. Where it's just, like, it's just so stupid when that one lady was just, like, you know, I'm a bit I'm a bit offended that she wanted to talk to her family alone. That the kidnapping oh, yeah. not speak to her family alone. We so, shared so- our families. So and then you learn she's here. fake. <laughs> so so context here. This is great. Um, they like I said, everybody knows these women are be like being held against their will until they give birth. And you find out about halfway through when the family starts sending like DVDs to them, like we're so proud of you for having this baby. Blah 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 blah. And they get to the girl, the, you know, the only one who's actually there in hell, and she's like, "Hey, can you guys leave the room? I want to listen to this video from my sister alone." So that's the scene you're talking about. Yeah, and then like, yep. the, and one of the hell demon ladies is just like, I'm so offended. We shared our families. Why does she want to see hers alone? Why is the kidnap victim not more sensitive to our feelings? It's so funny. All right, so that uh, Titty Winks, what's your favorite scene? Oh boy, my favorite scene is probably when uh, after the doctor is berated by her parents for daring to have menopause, uh, she calls her husband to say, you know what, I'm pregnant. And he says, no, you're not. You can't have children. You're fucking dry as coochies and capable of producing it. By the way, I'm fucking this 20 years old. Her feet are on my dick right now. I need a family at Hexab. Like, perfect. This the, was also I- the- Ideal alpha male. <laughs> this is also the point of the movie where Tid learned who Keemstar is. Yeah, Tidu asked, like, who's Keemstar? And immediately it was just, don't worry about it. Also, I want to so, say. So, oh, you I still don't know. Oh, no, that was the Keemstar moment. That was that was the that was the moment where it's like, and then I had to explain to him, like, yeah, because Keemstar, a few months ago, and I couldn't find the tweet. I was looking for it while we were watching the movie. He got in a lot of heat because he broke up with a girl for, like, turning 26. 
And then, uh, and, and by the way, Keemstar is not an ideal male. Like, he has to wear a hat because he's balding. He's a dwarf. Like, you know, if I'm going to go, like, full eugenics, like, physiognomy here, Keemstar is every red flag on physiognomy of what you shouldn't look for in a man. Yeah, like most fascists. I need to clarify, going. not only do I disagree with this man's opinions, I also think he's ugly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, it's, uh, honestly, dude, attractive people are never wrong. Um, yeah, I know. I'm never wrong. That's true. <laughs> but like, uh, so he had just been in a lot of water because he, uh, he, he was like, yeah, I dumped my girlfriend. And, uh, if you remember where you were during nine 11, you're too old for me. <laughs> and, and so like everybody ripped on him for that. And then the next day he doubled down and posted a picture of like an egg carton with one egg left in it. And he's like, do you now see why I don't like older women? <laughs> do you now see? Oh God. This hurts. Yeah. He has my, a daughter, daughter, by the way. Yeah, he does. And, and, uh, and the one time I actually watched him go, like, thermonuclear is Shadman drew a picture of his daughter licking a DS cartridge. Or a Switch <laughs> cartridge. Yeah, that was and weird. Star like, actually sent legal litigation. And this is, uh, in Christianity, we have a term for this calling um, uh, God lets the evil kill each other sort of thing. And uh, so when you have, like, Shadman going up against Keemstar. I mean, that's that's perfect. You just get two evils knocking each other out. <laughs> All right, Moff. What was your favorite scene? Ooh. I got two sequences, but let's uh, let's let Lardo go next. He did it again. Okay, no, no, no. No, I gotta get this out out right here, right now. For the past three months, Moth would just constantly confuse. No, he still does it. He he just confuses me and Sudoku. Like he'd be like. Like, he'd be like, oh, he'd be, like, making Discord messages, and he'd tag Tidu, Mike, Sudoku, and then he'd go, and also our editor, Sudoku. We gotta watch this. <laughs> Man, I'm just really proud of you, Lardo, that you managed to get your boyfriend pregnant. That's really impressive. <laughs> yeah, no, no, he, okay, when, when Sudoku announced his, like, pregnancy on the thing, Moth rebranded the entire, like, podcast Discord. To just be like, congratulations, Lardo, for getting for getting his boyfriend pregnant, for becoming a father, and, and it happened for a week straight. No one corrected him because we thought it was a bit. Where he's just like, oh wait, it was Sudoku. <laughs> all right, all right, Sudoku. What was your favorite? Scene I'm surprised you didn't send a payment to Sudoku for a video yet. <laughs> so my favorite scene um, was okay. So, for real quick, we gotta talk about the producer for this movie. Mm. The producer! Um, Ken Del Vichito. Vichito? Oh, it's fucking Italian. Um, <laughs> this whole movie's Italian. Whole the movie dude who played Italian Obama in their oh, other movie is Italian. Yes. That explains no, all the fascism, yeah. Which, it's, it's which the just goes the to prove, just goes to prove Italians aren't white. Um, That's the whitest movie ever. What the fuck are you talking about? So th this producer made a movie called Obam Nude, which is uh, like a critique of Obama. Mm -hmm. And it's it's the most like hit piece critique of Obama I've ever seen. The main that character who's supposed to represent him just spends the first part of the movie just smoking crack and doing marijuana. Yes. Um, with the main character, Based. by the way, That's my is the producer and writer of both this, of both uh, Life Zone and Obam Nude. Uh, he's the whitest man alive. 
the whitest <laughs> Italian ever. He must have come from far north Sicily. And he plays Obama. <laughs> uh, anyway, there's a scene from that movie in this movie. Just, like, the characters watch a scene from that movie in this movie. Gotta reuse the footage. And yeah, I got, I've spent a million dollars on <laughs> Karate Kid. We gotta, we gotta recoup some losses here. And it's my favorite scene because it... It's just like a highlight reel for the producer to be like, look how much I've owned these libs. <laughs> <laughs> and just the idea of it kills me. This movie's very self-congratulatory. Like, they'll yes. play like a clip and then just be like, God, we owned them all. <laughs> yeah, for a movie that is against abortion, it's really like it likes to suck itself off. I don't know. I just... So, Moth, what is your favorite scene? <laughs> Well, I just, I need to talk about something real quick here, uh, because I used to be a huge fan of Maddox uh, before uh, Dick Masterson got his ex-girlfriend pregnant and he went off the deep end. Um, Maddox was in a movie called, like, uh, I think The Curse of Blood Fart Lake or something, or, like, Big Voodoo Big Time Puppet Show uh, It's or called The Curse of Blood Rubies and is the second Dragon Ball movie. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, he, he was in... Uh, he was in a movie and he was doing this thing where they had like three bags of chips because they had to keep reshooting the scene in like the Louisiana bio. And this dude like didn't drink a glass of water and they had to redo this take like 30 times and he was just eating chips out of a bag every single time. And he's like, by the 12th ch take, this dude was bright red and sweating profusely. <laughs> he was just, he was like through the first bag already. And we're talking like the family size, like party bags. He's like, yeah, so we had to reshoot this 30 times, and he went through all three bags, and he had to go to the hospital afterwards. <laughs> and the reason I bring that up is because during the sequence where the Italian writer and director is, like, giving a narration on why abortion is bad, not only is he eating eggs, which is the most ironic thing I could think of, he's eating eggs, like, while doing the sequence. And I'm like, if they screw up the sequence once, he has to eat another egg. <laughs> like, you have to eat all the eggs. Um, so, um, sorry, go Why ahead. are you doing this? <laughs> it's a metaphor. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you my favorite sequence in a moment, but yeah, go ahead. Uh, so for reference, uh, in, in like film and TV, if it's made by people who actually know what they're doing, um, they have a spit bucket that they spit in, that they spit the food into between camera cuts or between takes. They don't actually swallow the food. That's disgusting, because then you have to get your chewed food out of the bucket again for the next take. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Mark. So, uh, my favorite sequence in the movie was actually the Bill Murray sequence. Oh um, my god! So, so as as we mentioned uh, throughout this movie, like the girls' families, like get get to send them, like, and this is why I said, like, any crime scene investigator could find these people. Um, but you know, we're in the Bible Belt, so like the cops are cool with women getting kidnapped as long as they give birth. Um, so every one of their parents are like family members are like, you know, I'm so proud of you for deciding to keep this baby. And the, the girl, the obviously youngest girl who's like, you know, uh, you know, her father gets on the line to talk to her and he's like, Hey, they're only letting one of us talk to you, but I want you to know your mother and I love you. Even if you're a single mom, and you're like, and here's what we did. We made it. So the room right next to yours is now a baby's room. So you can come home and raise your fam like you raise your baby in a room, like in, under a roof where you're not gonna have to worry about anything and we're gonna help you. We're gonna be supportive parents. And then like he twists, he's like, by the way, I had a private one-on-one, man-to-man with the father and he's gonna step up 
and you're getting like these like very like heavy or I'm going to kill him vibes. <laughs> and, and honestly, we were talking about like that was probably the most redeeming sequence in the entire movie. Is and just then like it's this fake. It's a fake yeah, hell parent. <laughs> Yeah. And like the, the the demon hell parrot is a better parrot than most Bible Belt parents. Like, <laughs> I don't know honestly, where that stands the, on the morality scale. Scale. I, I can't tell who's supposed to be the good guy or the bad guy in this movie. I don't know who has the high ground morally. They're all like in the same realm of just it doesn't matter. Look, Lardo, Lardo. There are only two ways to interpret this movie. Either Christians are the satanic sect and they, they, they need to be eradicated, or Satan did nothing wrong. Pick your poison. <laughs> I think a, uh, a a scarier ending to this movie uh, would be she delivers the baby and then the doctor comes over and gives her the hospital bill for all free. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, like so so honestly, I was really impressed with that sequence because like that that's how you should react to unexpected pregnancies. Like you need to step up as a grandparent and be supportive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I really like that sequence. The other sequence, um, the the freaking Keemstar moment, <laughs> just I, I just the fact that they got like Siegfried from Siegfried and Roy to like show up and be like, your eggs are gone. I need a younger woman. Need you got no woman. eggs. This shit was. You got no eggs. I want to okay, say Stephen Molyneux. True. I want to say, by the way, we talked about the Keemstar thing. Uh, we, we, we're talking about this movie as if, like, we keep saying nothing happens, but to put it in perspective, when Moth mentioned the Keemstar thing and Tito was just like, I don't know who Keemstar is, we then spent ten minutes, ten minutes. Out looking for it, and we missed nothing. When we came back, it was the exact same <laughs> shot, I think, actually. So, yeah. So like there's I, about 40 minutes of unique footage in this movie. Yeah. Uh, I think we should give a special, special shout-out to the scene before the Keemstar scene of uh, the doctor's parents yelling. Well, I think we're already talking about it. The doctor's yeah, parents we're talking yelling, about at yelling at her. For, just the whole movie was basically, you ain't got no eggs. <laughs> what do you mean it's not your fault? I never saw you eat a salad. <laughs> Yeah, I never saw you eat a salad. I never saw you work out. You never got enough sleep. You were a career woman. Like, every reason a woman can't get pregnant is from, like, the most patriarchal viewpoint. And I can't believe I'm using the word patriarchy unironically here, but, like, it's the this best movie... way to say it. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the other two, The other two Satan women who were supposed to have, like, they're supposed to represent, like, a happy birth were both had boys. Wait, no, no, no. Okay, I'm sorry. Speaking of patriarchy, we completely forgot this. At the beginning of the movie, the doctor goes, uh, for, the, for our test, we purposely show us three very intelligent women. And so they try to do, like, this feminist angle throughout the entire movie. Like, the anti-baby lady, the one who's real, goes, you stand against femininity. You, you don't stand for women's rights. And the doctor goes, I am a woman, though. She's just like, you're just using it as a crutch. Like, there's a weird, like, well, feminist no, 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 angle no, no, no. throughout the movie, c- uh, contrasted with hardcore misogyny. No, 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 okay. no, but this, this is the thing, though, like, this is the same thing, um, this is the logic a lot of people use, like, when a black guy votes for Trump, but they call him an Uncle Tom, like, it's the same <laughs> thing where it's like, oh, you're a woman who doesn't believe in abortion, you've been brainwashed by the patriarchy, it's like, no, you can have different viewpoints and not be brainwashed. Yeah. But yeah. the point about intelligent woman, I think, is the perfect b- moment to bring in the f- best line in the movie. We'll talk, okay, oh, so we'll do the best line sure. in the movie, and then we'll do on free. So no 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 no. no. <laughs> no. Like, uh, so what had happened? Because like it's it's all a haze for me. But I think they had just gotten done watching one of the family members. Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was the lawyer. The lawyer's like boyfriend. We, we got to talk about that scene too. Holy no, crap. it was we after had, the, uh, for, the 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 CBN. 
debates. Oh, it was oh, right oh, after the, that. No, it wasn't after. Was it after CBN or was it, it after like the pop star who admitted that? This movie is a blur. <laughs> it's all the exact same thing. They come back to the exact, exact same couch twenty times. It doesn't matter. It just happened. All right, the so, casting but, but, couch. But, but let's after that we got to talk about the lawyer's husband. For sure. Um. Yeah, okay, so, uh, alright, so I'll just, you know what, I'm gonna give the honor on this one to Lardo. Uh, Lardo, please say the best quote in the movie and we'll then dissect it. Okay, so basically, Hell Satan Lucifer goes on the TV screen again, and it's like, and all the women are like eating sandwiches, like eating like a lot, like they're just like ripping the bread off, just tearing into it like a golden corral. And he goes on, and he's just like, why don't you guys get what the movies are trying to tell you? That's the thing. You pregnant woman, always eating, never thinking. And we lost it. We were not expecting We weren't ready, and we all just lost it. And so I just got fish slapped by a placenta there. It's the way he says it, too. He just goes, pregnant women, always eating, never thinking. He's so aggressive about it. And, like, they just never. They, they don't I've even, like, never heard a guy deliver a line with so much and yet so little punctuation at the same time. He felt it. He felt that. That one came from the heart. And the thing is, I know for a fact the movie kept going. Like, they didn't let that sink in at all. But we just couldn't, like, go back to the movie for a second. We had to spend time just just laughing at it. Yeah, we, we fucking cackled for, like, five minutes straight. It's great. Just, I just... It, just pregnant women always eating and never thinking. <laughs> He's like, that's the thing with you pregnant women. Like, it was so, like, matter of fact, but also aggressive. Like, they, he was so confident. <laughs> yeah, so, so then we had the other sequence. And, and really, like, we have to understand, we are highlighting the movie here because of a 75-minute movie, about 30 minutes are spent with them just like talking to each other on a couch. Yeah. About fucking nothing. Yeah. Yeah, about nothing. Like they they actually have the same conversation from the very oh. beginning of the movie four times. Yeah, which is like, like I have Roe versus Wade on my side. And then ten minutes later, yeah. I have Roe versus Wade on my side. Also, uh, the fact that, like, just before we get to the finale and all of them delivering the baby at the same time, they go through a fucking trivia game that has no relation to anything at all. Like, what the fuck? They're just like, yeah, who was the baseball star that hit the fastball in the Lakers stadium? Huh? It was me and that coach, eh? It's also, they could have that trivia question about the the award-winning actor that's in their movie. (laughs) Well, then, if you notice, only the girl in hell knows anything about trivia. Oh my it, god, it gets better with each rewatch. Dude, oh, it's so one I'm of those hell. things where they've been hinting the entire time that she's the only one that matters. Yep. That's kind of... <laughs> that's, uh, that's kind of... I don't know, I was gonna say that's kind of cool, but it really isn't. That's kind of... Uh, they, like, they the tried. kneecapping is perfect. That, no, that's no, kind no, of honestly, warm. It was incompetent directing with a phenomenal concept. <laughs> like, yeah. No, it, it's it's like you have a script right now. You're like, okay, the plot twist is two of them are in hell. Uh, we are going to give you hints that the only two characters that matter are the doctor and the woman with twins, and we are going to give you subtle hints throughout the movie, and then they botch it because the hints are there, and if you're paying attention, you'll notice them. But they just totally botch the hints. But why would you pay know- attention to this movie when it's so fucking boring? Yeah, no. The thing, but- the thing is, Mark, I think it does help that like. We didn't know how to pay, how to pay attention to that because that twist was so out of nowhere that I don't think we could have like predicted that honestly. <laughs> I just yeah, it, but honestly, it was still one of the best twists I've ever seen in my life. Absolutely, M Night Shyamalan should quit. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no kidding. 
So um, no, but the, 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 the twist is like the equivalent of meeting your family for, let's say, Christmas or Easter or whatever, eating and talking about nothing for the whole day. And at the end, your uh, grandma says, oh, yeah, your grandma, uh, grandpa was in the Auschwitz commander. Like, what? <laughs> it's like it's like, no. going, it's like your friend invited you to like a barbecue and everyone around you was like the most boring person you've ever met. And then you grab the ribs and then you look up and everyone's putting on hoods and there's a burning, burning cross. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to say, Art. by the way, we should probably talk about the dream sequences. Oh my no. gosh. No, really. I mean, the first one wasn't great because it was like every bad like History Channel documentary. But the no, no, second but it was one... really funny, though, because... Okay, so the first sequence, it's supposed to be, like... Like, the second one is a bit more, like, literal. Like, where they just, like, say, like, oh, the people who are pro-abortion are brainwashed. But the first one is so nonsensical that it really stood out. Because, okay, so what it did is it pitch-shifted it to, like, black and white. Like, like a like a montage. Uh, and it, like, showed, like, different things. Like, oh, a lady with a needle in her arm. Or a bunch of, like, millipedes and such. And then it showed a swastika for some reason. And then it cut to two different shots of Nosferatu just out of nowhere. <laughs> oh, and yeah. That's it was true. just this whole thing of just like a bunch of shots that like probably meant something. The only one that I get is like the drug one because they bring that up later when they say <laughs> that, that, that love is worse than heroin. Uh, but like nothing else about it like matters at all. It was just like, I want to be artsy. Man, can I also fa fucking forgot about the Nazi Ferratu, I'm sorry. <laughs> can, can we also just talk about the fact that the only time any ethnic minorities show up in the movie, they're, like, screaming that you should get an abortion? Oh, True. no. There's one that shows up earlier in the movie. It's during the first dream sequence. What? Nosferatu? No. <laughs> Nosferatu is a powerful person of color. He's notable. He's notable in the community. No, there's, like, random <laughs> shots of, like, of just, like, like African tribesmen. Oh, no, I, the, the best part is, like, the very first sequence they make them watch on TV, they just, like, ask a seven-year-old child, should you get an abortion? And the kid, like, <laughs> looks horrified at the camera and is like, I need to talk to my parents! I need to talk to my parents! <laughs> oh, all right, we all right, have, I, I gotta... We gotta go for no, our go favorite line still. No, the, like, honestly, that's the only line that matters. That's the only line I remember <laughs> But I have other ones movie. that I really like. <laughs> All right, go ahead, Lardo. 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 Uh, the, abo the abortion think tank line. <laughs> oh, oh my god, I completely forgot. <laughs> Dude, I don't even remember that line. I, I put it in episode notes. Hold on. They go. Oh my god, they go, okay, so the doctor goes, we're gonna do something that no one has ever done before, that no one has ever had the chance to. We're gonna have an abortion think tank. <laughs> and there's no more to that. She doesn't expand on that, she just says that, and then they just repeat, like, a fetus line about, like, when does the fetus become a baby? It just completely oh gosh. out of nowhere. So, I just, I just remembered, because this was a huge issue at the very beginning of the movie, uh, I think they shot their audio mixer halfway through the movie <laughs> because the very beginning of the movie they're having legitimate conversations and we couldn't hear a single word because the the music track was overriding everything. Yep. 
Like, the first 15 minutes of the movie, the reason we don't remember any of it is because we couldn't hear a single word of dialogue. Yeah, but it the moment, like... Yeah. But the moment one of the women have to walk barefoot on the wet uh, floor there, it, the sound is perfect. Like <laughs> You just hear a perfect slapping of bare <laughs> yeah. feet on tile. Yep. And the audio gets fixed. Uh, also, another standout line to me was uh, the doctor walks in and meets all the women and gets to the one that's like, the real, the real one. It gets ah yes, the strongest of the three. The strongest of the three. <laughs> like she's a shonen protagonist. Also, can we talk about the fact that the woman was killed by a doctor during malpractice and ended up in hell for it? <laughs> kind of yeah, yeah, because she was getting an abortion. Yeah, she's getting. Yeah. Well, okay, still like it's her fault. I, just, I, I feel like if you get murdered, that shouldn't be a one-way ticket to hell. Sorry, I don't make the rules. Cry about this. it. Uh, I, Look, do, I do. I do. Even even Jesus was in shell for three days. You you gotta respect that. <laughs> I I just I I I need to talk about the one last. The only there's two other sequences that stand out in this movie, and we'll talk about them. We'll be done. Uh, the lawyer's husband. So what was so jarring about this is they're doing the family interviews, and you have like the Brooklyn dad, and he's like, "Yeah, I tell you what, sweetie, you get home." We got the room ready for you. Life's great. Every man in this movie go, is the most Italian man that's ever been alive. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then you jump to the lawyer's like boyfriend, husband, whatever, and he's in a like a like a men's warehouse, like the the nicest suit they could get from men's warehouse. And he's in front of a Firebird, and I can't actually figure out if the if it's superimposed over him or, or he's superimposed over it or not. But then what was really weird to me is he's in front of an expensive Firebird. And the garage behind him is open, and it's so filled that you could not park a car in it. And then they're in front of this, like, if this house was where, like, Mike lives in Ohio or whatever, it would be, like, an $80,000 house. And this is supposed to be the best lawyer in the city. Yeah, it's like, it's like I don't know if y'all have ever been to the Quad Cities. I don't know is if the that Quad Cities thing? Uh, so, Yeah, so the Quad Cities are four cities in, I think, Illinois? That are all so close together, you can your next door neighbor could be technically in a different city. Oh, so it's kind of like Anchorage and Eagle River. Oh, I guess so. Oh, so it's like the true tr- city in Poland. Okay, yeah, we got yeah, those yeah. two. Yeah, so it looks like a and like that's where <clears throat> my dad grew up. So I've been there a couple of times. I'm I'm sure there's no gerrymandering there. Oh yeah, no, of course oh, not. Oh <laughs> sure. Uh, so yeah, that is, but, it just looks yeah. like one of the houses from the Quad Cities. And you know those houses aren't worth more than one fifty. No. Yeah, so I honestly wonder $1? if they just like, yeah, one hundred fifty thousand dollars. I yeah, honestly no one fifty dollars. No, uh, like you have to understand. Uh, so I'm gonna get political for a second here on a movie about abortions. Um, so in America, we and Canada has it too. There's actually a pandemic going on right now, where I think like no. five or six companies. I'm not I'm not sure how many, but the most notorious one is called like BlackRock or something, which sounds like a PMC. Um, they are buying every house on the market right now, and they are offering uh, home sellers fifty to like seventy five thousand dollars above asking just to buy their house. Yeah, Zillow does that. Zillow got in trouble for doing that. Yeah, and and so the problem we're running into here is like the cost of housing is going up exponentially, even though like wages aren't going up because these companies and they're they're running at a loss. They have like investors with deep deep pockets. They're running at a loss, and they are just buying houses and renting them like we are reaching the point where we might as well be central europe in america because the average millennial can't buy a house no and 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 so and 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 so i don't know why i went on that tangent right here but like 
it, it's getting really weird. So when you're talking about a hundred and fifty thousand dollar home, like in America, all of us would love to buy a hundred and fifty thousand dollar home. We could all afford it on a fifteen year like APR. We'd be fine. Like, no joke. Houses that were eighty thousand um, dollars like ten years ago are now two hundred fifty thousand dollar homes. Uh, my in-laws in Idaho bought a home for I want to say one hundred eighty thousand in two thousand six, and I think they sold it for four. We are indeed in hell, but that's the only way this relates to the movie in any way. More. <laughs> yeah, so so sorry. Like I had to go on this rant about housing because it is so bad right now. It's not even funny. It's terrible in Poland as well. Like uh, we have this entire term of like powerful development, which pathological development, because they will go, oh yeah, we can sell you this wonderful one room apartment that is like two cubic meters and it's one million dollars worth. So like two two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Like what? Why are you fucking high? <laughs> that sounds like a New York apartment. Yeah, it's exactly. It's fucking hard. Like roommate's yeah, rats. No, <laughs> well, like something we don't do in America, we kind of do it with uh, like duplexes and townhomes. But um, in Germany, you have apartments you can rent, and in the same building, you can take out a mortgage on the apartment next door, because uh, like Germany's like, hey, you know, we got a lot of people in a tiny area of land, because after you know the Treaty of Versailles and everything, we got gypped. Um, so we got a super high like population density in a super small area, but you can still have home ownership. You can buy the apartment you live in. Yeah, that's based. And so like we we don't do that in America at all. No, like, we you can't like, buy an apartment. Like said, the closest we get to that is like uh, townhomes. Yeah, and I'm not opposed to townhomes at all. Like I'm just saying like, the cool. housing situation sucks in America. Yeah, no, it sucks. All right, back to uh, uh, abortion. Oh yeah, <laughs> the, the last scene in the movie: uh, all the ethnic minorities telling a woman to get an abortion. Yeah, this is true. Uh, there's yeah. Including the dude from Africa who would never say that. Uh, don't you mean the Middle East? <laughs> oh, yeah, well, okay. <laughs> Middle East Middle is Africa. No, the Middle East is in Asia, bro. Is it? Yeah. Most of the Middle continents East Continents are uh, fake. Asian. Let's start with that. The what? only real continents are Americas and Australia. Everything else is a blob. Dude, there's like three continents. Four Did I cut Australia? Okay. okay. I want to say, by the way, there were, yeah. uh, I want to say, four or five women in this movie. Only one of them wasn't barefoot. <laughs> the doctor. Yeah, the doctor okay. was the only one not barefoot, but the random love affair lady and all three of the main characters, barefoot the entire time. So yeah. can, we just, can we just really quick, just somebody, because I've been talking this whole time, can somebody just explain the situation with the last nightmare before we cut this off? So Here, I want to... Oh, you go. Oh, you no, go, Lardo. You go, Lardo. It's a globalist. Abortion okay. is a globalist conspiracy. That's it. Yes. Okay. So, yeah. Moth, you said that uh, the uh, sound mixer got shot halfway through. The editor was aborted at the start of the movie. <laughs> so they tried to do like one of those scenes where they have like you know oh the characters are crazy and like their heads are jumping all around, but they have it so that they stand completely static and only their head moves around a little bit, and it's like oh, this really wide shot, and it's supposed to be like all these people going demon mode, uh, and they and they just be like, you should get an abortion. It's like that one scene from Evangelion where they're all like surrounding Shinji because instead of congratulating them, they're just like, you should abort the child, please. Uh, and they try to- Congratulations, frame it. abortion. <laughs> Congratulations, <laughs> abortion. And you know, they do this thing where they try to frame it like, oh, if someone's trying to say that they're pro-abortion and they're brainwashing you, in the movie that's about brainwashing the three people to be against abortions, by the way. Well, it, uh, okay, so I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm going to say something here. Okay. I picked this movie because it was a train wreck. 
Yes. I did not pick this movie to dab on Christians. I did not pick this movie to dab on anti-abortionists. Okay, mm-hmm. there are some there are some legitimately funny movies out there that are made by conservatives, and there are some legitimately good movies made by conservatives. Pretty much everything Mel Gibson has ever touched is gold. I mean, really, you have like conservatives can make good movies. Um, this movie is a train wreck, and that's why I picked it. This was not a hit piece. This is not Moth like making a political statement or saying like. I needed to watch this abomination. Like, please. And, and that's that's why we did it. This is not a hit piece against anybody. Yeah, I'll just uh, push Moff aside here and say, I'll, I'll point this movie and say, this is you. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, 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 honestly, this movie still has the best twist I've ever seen in a movie in my whole life. Pregnancy hell. Nope. I think uh, Earthbound is a better piece of media about abortion. <laughs> <laughs> You mean mother too? Oh shit! Yeah, Earthbound. <laughs> you guys want to discuss anything else, or is it just this movie? Uh, nope, I'm done. So Dead Zone. <laughs> Dead Zone. Dead Zone. Bad uh, movie. Is, is Dead Zone the one where they lock the immortal in the in the? Yeah, pole? yeah, it's the okay, one where yeah. the child yeah. does LSD. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, the o- the only good pre-super movie is like Cooler S, like the Return of Cooler. Yeah, Cooler is cool. Uh, cooler is no, like one. the planet cooler. No, is that the movie only fucking sucks. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Team Four Star did a phenomenal version. Yes. We're not counting Team Four Star. <laughs> We're counting real movies. Meta Cooler sucks. Return of Cooler is a good movie. <laughs> Return of Cooler is the one with the cooler planet. No, it's not. Return of Cooler is the first cooler movie. I know it's confusing. How is that the Return of Cooler? <laughs> I don't know. I, do, I think we do need to talk about uh, the the Japanese name for Dead Zone, though. You thought this was an anime podcast? Turns out Shadow it is. Realm. It's a uh, <clears throat> no. This is uh, so Mike. Mike is only going to let me do this every so often because he he has explicitly stated that we cannot lose uh, our our center and our grounding as an anime podcast. But sometimes I just need to go off. <laughs> we brought it back, baby. But the Japanese name for Dragon Ball Z Dead Zone is Dragon Ball Z. Give me back my Gohan. <laughs> Same. Also, also, wait, no, pseudo. You're full of it. Return of Cooler is the Planet Cooler meta movie. It, you're thinking of Revenge of Cooler. That's the first one. Okay, that's equally <laughs> stupid. But it's still a continuation. <laughs> oh yeah, Trunks killed Cooler. I forgot. No, he didn't. No, he, didn't. <laughs> no. he killed King Cold and Frieza. And can we Frieza. just can, can we just you know what like there there's something about Echiro Oda and Akira Toriyama. Where they just name their characters the dumbest stuff on the planet, and we just go with Dead it. Dead Zone has a like, character named hey. Ginger, who's oh, voiced oh, by Charlie like Junior. Here's here's my daughter. Her name is Smoothie. Here's my son. His name's Parfait. Like, okay, taking okay. Big Mom pirates are steel. Are that that is cheating using those names. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but like thematically naming pirates has been something like white beard, uh, black beard, red beard. Yes, but that's beard, not their actual. Like, white beard is not his actual name. Her name is yes, actually. It is. Smooth. No, it's not. Have you seen the show? <laughs> white beard is not that, his like, name. Okay, but like a lot of the freaking. Uh, okay, the admirals are all named a color associated with their devil fruit. That's, that's their nickname. No, Aka Inu is his name. That's his nickname. They have nicknames. No, his name is literally Aka Inu. Well, yeah, is they his have name the- Straw Hat too, Moth? Is his name Straw Hat? <laughs> is his name Three Sword? Is his name Blackleg? Sanji is a pun. No. I will give you that one, though. 
No, no. Sanji's name is Akainu is... Yeah, because his family... Yeah, exactly. Once again, uh... Yonji, Ryuji, like, yeah, okay, whatever, fight me. I mean, One Piece is still I watched names. the first two seasons of Slayers, and it was really good. <laughs> Alright, actually, did you hear, though, that the newest uh, One Piece movie is going to be Red Hair? Yeah, it's going to be about uh, yeah. Shanks. I'm so excited it's about that, because, like, August. Shanks is probably the most mysterious character in all of One Piece. Yeah. Shanks, is, Shanks is probably the most one-armed character in all of One Piece. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to be pissed if he turns out to be a villain. I'm going to be actually pissed. Oh, Luffy has to beat him at one Well, point. yeah, but, like, not, like, I don't want him to be a villain, you know? Well, no, not like Usopp's dad. Just the fuck <laughs> No, um, Shanks has always annoyed me because you can tell that while Oda has figured out what he wants to do with the show, he didn't when he introduced Shanks. Because Shanks was kind of like a 50 million berry pirate when he was introduced. Like, he was like, yeah, I'm a pirate. I chill in the East Blue because I'm not a great pirate, but I'm a pirate. I want to make money selling devil fruits. I'm a pirate. And then he gets his arm beat off by, like, eaten off by a sea king. So, uh, before like, we derail okay. listen to One Piece more, <laughs> do we have any, any last comments on abortion? The movie? No, I'm done. I feel like a lot of anime stories could be solved by just aborting something. But yes, go on about One Piece. <laughs> You mean Portugal DAs? If we <laughs> aborted Baby Jesus, this movie wouldn't have happened. If we aborted Aaron Yeager, I feel like it would have solved a lot of things. <laughs> he could have aborted himself, that's the well, you, most he like could have, He could have just said, you, Grisha, get an abortion, push her down the stairs. <laughs> you know what? You know what Aaron said to uh, one of the members of the Ranger Corps right before he died, right? I don't know shit about that. That's a very vague sentence. He, he said, Mi casa is now your casa. Oh my god. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Good night. <laughs>